Hello, everyone. Welcome to yet another episode of 51 Stories of Emotional Wellbeing with EAR. Today, I have with me Shruti Bhargava, who's Senior Director at Blinkit, and she has 12 plus years of experience in her field. So welcome to the show, Shruti. Thank you. Thank you so much, Pragati. Thank you for inviting me here. I mean, it's genuinely an honor to speak with you and to everyone else. It's my pleasure altogether. Great. So tell us a little bit about your journey, Shruti. You as a young girl and where you have been, you know, and how you have come to the point you are today. I think, uh, you know, when you start thinking uh, on back on your childhood, it just brings so many memories. So to start with, I'm a very born and bought person. I'm a very hardcore, Delhi Bali Larki. I would want to you know, call it like that. So I have uh, born, uh, I was born in Delhi. It was my whole childhood schooling was done in Delhi. And uh, yeah, I, I think there are so many many memories when you talk about childhood and especially schooling part uh, where <coughs> Johnny does that to you. My college was also in uh, Delhi. So I graduated from Lady Urban College. Post that I moved to Hyderabad. I did my master's there. Then I worked across India in Chennai, Bangalore, Mumbai, back to Delhi and now in Gurgaon. So that's how my journey has been across. But yeah, starting from my childhood, I was I was actually a very, very talkative uh, child. So usually my mother, when uh, you know she used to go to parents-teacher meeting, she would hear two type of comments from teachers. Like, you know, she's very good, good at extracurricular, good at studies, et cetera, et cetera. Like, she talks a lot. She talks a lot. Every teacher would just, you know, give that. And uh, my mother, being my mother, she would just say to the teachers, you know what, you get to hear her for eight hours, remaining 16 is me. So, I, you know, we share the pain that way. And after that, of course, the teachers kind of stopped complaining to, like, you know, how would they do that? So, I think I would call myself a very, very talkative, very, very chatty uh, person. Always want to be on the, <coughs> on the other side of audience. So I just, I am a person who just hates to sit in audience, just absolutely hates, you know, always want to be on the other side of stage, other side of platform. So, yeah, that's, that's me. That's, that's good to hear, you know, because uh, a lot of times uh, who we are as children determines what we become later on in life. So tell me something about any struggles that you remember that you faced as a young child or while growing up. So, uh, you know, when I actually look back, a lot of personal stuff, and it's actually, it's very difficult, you know, when you, because uh, somehow while growing up, you condition yourself to into a denial mode and you start shutting those emotions out. But <coughs> actually my, uh, one of the very uh, deep struggle that I feel, and I still feel very emotional about it, is when I was hardly four years old. And my mother was kind of, uh, uh, you know, underwent through a very, very major surgery. She, uh, I was a four-year-old child. What could I have understood? And I still remember that very, uh, you know, it's, it's very fresh in my mind. But I still imagine that, you know, I was just in the hospital. Of course, a four-year-old child does not know what dying means, what diseases mean. 
and she went through a very very major surgery and she was in the hospital and then i actually went up to her and i asked my mother ki you know are you going to die and uh, what happens when somebody dies you will not be with me and uh, my mother still remembers that and like when she does she starts you know still today she start crying on that a young child as old as four is you know asking that so i think one of my major struggles in life had started then because even uh, you know once she come back home she wasn't like very fit to do a lot of stuff for at least 6 to 8 months by the god of grace like now everything is absolutely you know perfectly fine and i'm talking of like really 20 30 years back <coughs> and as a four year old child you were supposed to take care of your mother that you know you, you feel morally obligated to do that uh, it was me and my sister we would actually you know try and cook food when you now think that a four year old child trying to you know cook food we used to kind of put up a uh, bench a stool and you know stand up there so that we could read the height of the cooker put some pulses in it put something else in it to you know just make sure that our mother would eat it was it's just a uh, very very touching when you know uh, i think of it even today because my mother would you know just keep vomiting she was not because of her you know medication and all of that and it was that me i had to eat my sister had to eat my like you know um uh, mother had to eat my, my father of course had to work because uh, unfortunately in india you need to have a financial uh, you know comfort also when you're going through such a medical expense in uh, the family so yes i think this is one of uh, you know very deep struggle that i always think about very very personal to me very very uh, you know but i think that kind of you know set the tone and that's how young i realized that you need to start doing things then and there a four year old need to cook so it, they need to cook i think that's one of the struggles that i've faced like really really bad in my life throughout where you know you would do that i think that's really positive <coughs> and you know a, a lot of people say we don't have early childhood memories you know because we take so much for granted but uh, hats off to you and to your sister you know really at such a young age to have responsibility thrust on you and you did what you could and i think in so many ways that exemplifies life you know challenges come we may not be prepared for it but we just have to go on so thank you so much for sharing that personal tidbit you know and i think it will motivate a lot of people listening to us today that struggles may come at any point all we can do is try the best with the resources we have and uh, anything else that uh, has left a mark on you and you would like to talk about i think you know uh, i genuinely think that we are what we are because of the experience that we have come across the way and this was a very <laughs> one experience which genuinely made me uh, pretty stronger and actually even you know emotionally strong mm -hmm. so uh, becoming what i was and across the road across the path that i've taken there are so many experiences that actually make you i i would say what you are be it Uh, it, it actually gives you strength to do a lot 
I'm I'm sure that you know everybody has actually gone through heartbreaks in their life. I'm very sure if people say that they don't, they're lying. They're genuinely lying. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't happen. It is only in movies that it doesn't happen. It's a very very good ending. But I think uh, one of the things that I would want to you know talk about is heartbreak when again you are in that sixteen. the years of age and there's so much of things going around you when you know feel that i think i was uh, yeah i was in 11th standard uh, that point of time and uh, i uh, there was this boy who would you know walk up to me and uh, honestly i think it was more of a peer pressure i now when i start thinking it that <clears throat> you said okay yeah you know uh, he's the best boy in school how can you not date him and stuff like that but i remember very very early that like i think uh, we broke off it just didn't work out uh, much and uh, we broke i think uh, in like four months or five months that period i think was very very difficult for me it was nothing of the sort that it was serious but a, a very deep self doubt kind of you know crept in because i think the closure was not there what happened why it didn't work out it's all my mistake and somehow you know people around us who try to blame you for everything in life that makes you even more self doubt uh, into you know more of self doubt <coughs> the thinking that you know i must have did something wrong that you kind of you know replay and replay every instance every fight every argument every discussion every happy moment saying that you know i would have done something wrong and that must have been some difficult thing that i would have done i think that was also a very difficult time which took a lot of courage a lot of you know real friends to give you that strength that you know no it's not your fault and i think it it took me like really really a long time to just come over the fact that it is not your fault when something like this happens when something the sort of heartbreak happens and uh, coming out of that self doubt so i think uh, that was one very difficult time i remember that i used to like cry at night i mean like all together hours and hours just understanding something i would have done wrong let me do this and you know try to make it right let me do that and try to make it right i would say sorry i would say this and uh, of course you know you end up uh, humiliating yourself more and more and more when you get into that and uh, yeah it's it just it's a never ending vicious circle you get yourself into where the self doubt moves to a apology to a guilt to again a self doubt to apology to a guilt and you know keep revolving that circle but i think it's very important and of course you know those people who help you get out of that vicious circle becomes your lifetime saviors you know this is so pertinent what you've spoken about heartbreak <laughs> makes us turn the entire gamut of emotions you know we may feel we are sorted or we have other things but there's a lot to learn from it so what did you learn after your heartbreak and how did it impact who you are today i think you know there are uh, so there was one thing that i specifically remember at that point of time for quite some time it actually made me very negative to the fact that you can trust somebody mm mm-hmm. is from denial to actually acceptance that those are the emotion that keeps happening so somebody just broke your heart 
saying that you know you are not the person and like questioning your own personality you try to become somebody else you try imitating people you try that okay let me become this person so that you know that person would start liking me so i think that was one thing that i like really really learned that if you want somebody to like really like you and you can just not imitate anybody and you need to be who you are so, you know getting i after that i also say uh, again the outcome of that that people call me stubborn now but <laughs> i think that has you know taught me that don't give in what people expect out of you mm-hmm. give in what you expect out of you or you want out of you so i think this is uh, one thing <coughs> that has like really shaped me as a person because i tried imitating i tried becoming somebody else altogether i just because some person would like me Mm-hmm. Uh, and it did not where after even doing all of that if the person doesn't like you then ultimately you don't know who you are because of course you are not you you are not the other person that you are aping you don't know who you are so this is one thing that i genuinely learned from that that you need to stand for yourself be who you are and this is a reason that uh, i actually so many times uh, you know you we do stuff in peer pressure we do things that others expect out of us and i guess that was the learning that i took from there that i'm not going to do anything that people expect out of me i'm going to do things that i expect out of me i i kind of like that heartbreak made you find yourself and you know get comfortable in your own skin and listen to your own voice and uh, this is so beautifully put you know because challenges actually come to us to teach us something and if we are willing to learn then it's just a learning experience when we look back absolutely true that's that's absolutely true and having said that it is never easy to you know be in that position so if i want to go back to 16 year me <coughs> i actually would want to you know say that to 16 year old me that you know hey it's it's not you it's you know and don't imitate don't you know just cry because you are not somebody you are not doing this and everybody else is doing at that point of time because you know that's not you i i really wish i could say that to a 16 year old me but yeah i think it takes time and you know that maturity to be comfortable in your own skin i hope the 16 year olds who are watching us today take a leaf out of your book and realize that it's not worth you know portraying uh, to be somebody who we are not because ultimately we have to pay a price and then there is a whole vicious cycle of emotions which feel very difficult to deal with so uh, how do you take care of your mental health on a daily basis and uh, what is it that you do so uh, i think it's very important to do that but uh, honestly i am a very lazy person to do <laughs> things like you know even meditate so i am a very very lazy person mm-hmm. but one thing uh, i have it's it's a very uh, it, it looks a very small thing but you know whenever it feels that i am not at my mental peace <coughs> i just ask myself that is there anything that i can do to you know sort that out if the answer is yes that i can i you know try and do that and that happens that happens in your personal life and professional life whatever you can and if the answer is no some something else is uh, which is you know bothering me then i just 
have to shut down calm myself that this is not like you know your cup of tea just so i i always take it that way okay this is you know like a uh, fighting a political war so you just step back you like really you know can't do anything so that, that's a very clear answer for me if you can do something just do that if you can't do something count till 10 calm yourself repeat the process <laughs> again count 10 repeat the process till the time you actually calm down yourself or you know uh, otherwise then you start counting till hundreds and thousands Yeah. I have done that <laughs> honestly. So, <laughs> no, but that, that's really well put, you know, because uh, in counseling and in therapy, we often say practice the pause. You know, when you are getting overwhelmed by the situation, breathe or just practice the pause. And yes, having a numerical hard stop to it helps. You know, till you know I have arrived and I have uh, reached the destination where I want to be. That's the zone of calmness. So, tell me. Um, what is it that uh, is an emotional ability resource for you books movies or any other activity that you feel has inspired you or rejuvenates you on a regular basis so it would be actually movies for me <coughs> it would be movies and uh, uh, okay <laughs> so uh, one thing which really really helped me do nothing mm-hmm. just it's in my balcony look at a very you know a beautiful park outside just that so just look gaze into nothing think nothing i, I try to of course uh, think nothing and uh, just like listen so i i also like doing that just again shutting yourself just listening to the sounds various sounds it just gives me i i don't know what kind of calmness it gives me but it does give me a lot of calmness just like close your eyes keep listening <coughs> deeper you keep listening there are so many sounds that comes to you that like nature has is just amazing uh, be it you know right from every machinery sound you can hear to the uh, you know very small insects sounds actually you can hear when you just shut yourself and you just keep uh, listening so that's my rejuvenation that you know just shut yourself like stare into nothingness and just keep listening somehow that that's very well put actually the other uh, day i was listening uh, to a leadership coach talk about it you know because there's a very specific grounding technique that uh, you've been practicing you know where just to be in the here and now just either observe things or just hear things you know because that grounds us like nothing else and brings us back to the moment most of us struggle that how do you live in the here and now so thank you so much for sharing that because that's a very practical way you know where we can just be in the here and now uh, associate and listen to the sounds around you whether it's machine whether it's nature so who has been your biggest support system or who are the people that you uh, look up to you know to build yourself up i think uh, uh, there are two biggest you know pillars in my life i would say one is my mother uh, again i think she's undergone a lot of things and uh, she's been that pillar uh, i i actually would like to share that so we are two sisters uh, at a point of time when having a son completes the family mm-hmm. so especially like uh, my paternal side was more into that you know having a son does make a difference and i think my mother was the one who stood up who said that you know my daughters are there are two daughters i have and i don't need a son <coughs> moreover people used to actually ask her that you know why you are making them study so much why are you 
sending them in uh, and uh, of course we were not financially very well uh, to start with a lot of did drain happen with my mother was, you know medical expenses so everybody would just say that you know why are you sending your uh, daughters in uh, schools where the fees are high or you know in a private school they can actually study in something regular and i now i realize that my mom that point of time when there was so much peer pressure there was so much about son having a boy or you know it is still there but uh, taking a stand then now i realize that you know she has such a big part in what i am today or what i could be today because she let that happen she actually fought with world saying no no my daughters would go to a private school they would want to you know do they would want to pursue if if they want to go out and study they will go out and study whatever they want to do she actually stood up <coughs> and i wanted to marry uh, inter religion uh, my husband is a south indian and my paternal family is very conservative very very conservative so she actually took a stand there that you know my daughter if she wants to marry a south indian then you know she's going to marry a south indian so i think uh, one is my mother and definitely my husband i uh, i can't say that enough and i he's not listening so i can say that i think he's the only person who could have like jail of five me and still you know doing that for me so uh, biggest biggest you know pillar in support i've known my husband he's the one who actually uh, helped me out through the heartbreaks and i have known him since school we were together in school and uh, he actually was the person who took me out from a heartbreak and made me realize that you know uh, it's it's you who people need to love not the other way around that you don't need to become somebody to be loved so i guess you know two very important people in my life school sweethearts huh? so so <laughs> story which turned out well a lot of times uh, people you know uh look at emotions uh, that they feel as uh, young adults or in the uh, in the late teens as you know very frivolous uh, what is your uh, take home to that you know what has been your experience if you tell us a little bit more about uh, that emotional zone yeah so actually you're right because you know when you're in that sweet teens and you understand one the world is all you and you know what happens is you are the center there so <coughs> i i genuinely feel at that point of time uh, as i said that you know i was uh, going through a heartbreak and i would just blaming myself i think i could have lost there i definitely could have lost there if it is not because of now my husband and then my friend who actually uh, pulled me out of that zone and said that you know it's it's not you so my genuine take away is that trust people not everybody is going to break your heart because when like that happens with you you feel that you know one person if somebody has break, broken your heart you just feel that okay this is the end of the world nobody would ever you would not be able to trust anybody else but i think it's equally important to trust otherwise you know it's the the, the life becomes very very dull so one definitely uh, it, of course you should not trust everybody uh, again especially in the teens you yeah. tend to end up uh, breaking heart but that doesn't mean that you should not you should stop trusting people so uh, that's one take away that i, I would kind of that like is. that because a lot of times people uh, are very wary of trusting others and sometimes 
it's also <coughs> because we've not had closure with certain experiences in our past which were not very fruitful and at that time if we have supportive network of friends or family or somebody who understands us it makes a lot of difference and uh, what is it that you feel that people need to invest in on a daily basis any tips that you have to uh, achieve emotional well-being i think it's uh, i again i you know I, i have said this enough but i genuinely feel that it is believe in you believe in you who you are comfortable in that because you always uh, you know when you get in self doubt is the first thing that makes you you know your mental your, your mental peace goes for a toss mm -hmm. so <coughs> the very first thing is to believe in yourself to be okay with who you are mm -hmm. when you start letting the uh, world uh, rule you or you know your emotions when you some you give basically it's like you know when you give a trigger of yourself to somebody else that is where it all starts so it's very important to like love yourself to believe in yourself to be you and don't you know just because somebody else is doing that <coughs> and especially for teens i think <coughs> i'm sorry just give me a minute yeah so i think uh, there people Uh, genuinely feel that you know because everybody else is doing that it becomes a cool factor it becomes that you know we need to do this to be there to settle in or you know to be seen as part of the herd but i think that that just ends up in a very big mess so believing in yourself is something that i think or just be comfortable you know who you are it it's okay so today i actually you know uh, i i always used to get that I am a very. I just am very wary of makeup. I I don't put makeup uh, at all. And uh, there was a time that you know I would just feel very different, like you know everybody else is putting it up. I you know I'm not looking nice. But again, by time you realize, <coughs> you need to be comfortable in that. It's it's okay if everybody else is doing that, but if you are not comfortable doing it, yeah. and and that's so important you know we are who we are you know and we often always look at the other person and try and fit into the mold or judge ourselves ki if it's okay for the other person and if i don't do it means my way is better or the other person and i always have found that there's a concept of multiple truths uh, that uh, no makeup is great little makeup is good absolutely being caked up is great whatever works for you uh, i think what's really important is you know doing what you feel is the right thing and believing in uh, one's own self so thank you so much that was just really amazing if you had one word to describe shruti tell me what would that be and uh, what does that word mean to you that's a, <laughs> that's a very very uh... <coughs> So now, light and wood. It would be talkative, <laughs> definitely talkative. And uh, again, I don't call this a, a negative word, but yeah, stubborn. I I think yes, that that what you know defines me. Stubborn, but yet very talkative. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> So uh, because again i think we have associated the word stubborn with a lot of negativity somehow mm -hmm. and uh, i again i feel that it's 
nothing is as you said there are multiple truths mm-hmm. so nothing is uh, honestly negative or positive in that manner everything has a uh, array of spectrum where it ranges from positive to slight positive to you know everything and definitely not negative no, I, i like that you know when most people would look at stubborn as a negative word for you it's just being anchored in your own belief and uh, having faith in yourself you know staying stoic uh, with who you believe yourself to be so uh, i like that you know like if you like a word it doesn't matter how the world views it for you it works so yeah thank you so much for being so authentic and it's been a pleasure talking to you thank you shruti thank you so much pragati it was genuinely pleasure and you know i think i honestly feel that what you're doing it's uh, it's amazing it's just absolutely amazing uh, and you're just touching so many lives and helping so many people out there it's uh, absolute honor thank you so much thank you <laughs> thank you